again and welcome. I'm your host, Michael Peregrine. We're pleased to have you with us for another episode of Governing Health. Well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that corporate directorship continues relentlessly to increase in complexity. If you weren't sure about it from your own experience, a quick look at the business news of the day will bring you rapidly up to speed. Indeed, the ability of directors to fully engage with the board agenda and to be an effective partner to management are two of the most critical corporate governance issues in the current environment. These are the issues that implicate a level of commitment by directors to be informed, attentive, and up to speed on their duties and on the issues of importance to the organization that they serve. This commitment is made more critical by the level of turnover in many boardrooms, which has many directors assuming corporate leadership roles for the very first time. Companies are working hard with onboarding and other programs to support director education programming. But notably from these challenges has arisen the concept of a formalized process for identifying core standards for directorship, things like knowledge, skills, and abilities, and an actual process for confirming or certifying them. The National Association of Corporate Directors has, in response, established such a formalized process, including a specific curriculum and an exam by which directors can be certified by NACD as to their skills and their engagement. Certification can be fairly interpreted, I think, as a statement on an individual director's commitment to a high level of fiduciary competence. And with that comes substantial value. So to learn more about this important process of certification, we've asked Kimberly Simpson to join us. Kimberly is the Chief Operating Officer and General Counsel and Corporate Secretary for NACD. She also leads NACD's Director Certification Program. Before joining the NACD, Kimberly held a variety of executive positions in the healthcare industry, including with Sanford Health, the Edith Sanford Breast Cancer Foundation, and Susan G. Coleman for The Cure. Kimberly, we're delighted to have you with us on the program today and to share with our listeners what they should know about director certification in general and the NACD program in particular. Let's start with a basic question, Kimberly. How does NACD perceive director qualification in general, separate and distinct from the certification program? What's driving the focus here? Absolutely. Well, Michael, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you and with all of your listeners. NACD, for those of you who may not know, is a membership organization. We have over 22,000 director members of NACD across the country, and we are about the profession of directorship. That means that in addition to those what we'll call legal duties of a board member, which I'm sure everyone's familiar with, duty of care, duty of loyalty, all those good things. NACD believes that a director should take their role very seriously um, in terms of it being a potential profession. Uh, we are here to uh, transform boards by having empowered directors who are uh, on a journey of lifelong learning. It's, it's certainly not a static role. Those of you who are on boards know very well that there are ever-changing needs, ever-changing rules, um, ever-changing environmental issues that we have to look at in the governance ecosystem. And so NACD is here for those things to make sure that board members have an opportunity to engage in education, receive the latest research, and also learn from one another. 
frankly, a lot of what we do is by directors and for directors, which means we believe that experiential learning, learning from others who've been in the trenches and doing what you're doing can be most valuable of all. So we are committed to ongoing director education and our certification that you mentioned is one component of that. What do you think prompted the certification program? When did you all start looking at this? Well, if you ask our CEO, Peter Gleason, he is, it's been on his mind for many, many years. Um, we really began in earnest in 2018 with a launch in 2019. And it was a journey, of course, to launch something of this magnitude because it really is uh, designed to be the certification for directors in this country. And we, we take that charge very seriously. So we convened a group of experienced directors that came together, we determined uh, those uh, components of the program that we needed to focus on, those competencies of a director, things like uh, understanding your duty to, to select the CEO, uh, financial performance issues, understanding M&A, ethics and compliance, uh, emerging areas of board oversight. Those are things like culture and cyber risk and governance issues around ESG, which we talk about all the time. Uh, and of course, the bread and butter of the standing committees and that sort of thing. And so we got, we got this group of, of directors together to really determine how we wanted to go about framing this program. And then we actually created the program again with directors in-house, in we brought them in, in into sessions where we created an examination based on multiple choice and kind of experiential type questions um, that were created by a group of directors. So it wasn't Kimberly Simpson sitting down in a dark room with a pen <laughs> and a laptop and, and whipping up some kind of uh, framework. It really was this iterative process uh, leveraging the expertise and the smarts and experience of our member directors uh, to create a program that we felt like was comprehensive, that created a great baseline, and then served as the framework for ongoing continuing education for directors. What were your goals? What were NACD's goals when you started up the program? If you were, you know, what were the elements of success that you identified? Well, you know, in terms of elements of success, we measure success by how well boards do in this country. So we, as, as a nonprofit organization, a real neutral entity, if it will, we're, our skin in the game is solely to make sure that our, that our directors in this country have what they need to be excellent, that the boards that they serve on um, are greater than the sum of their parts. Um, and so our goal in certification is really to equip directors um, to be that voice in the boardroom, to understand uh, the latest, to be able to see around corners for their boards. But I think why now, I think, is an important question, which is uh, we're in an evolutionary time in our country where we're starting to really see uh, different people coming onto corporate boards. Certainly, there are those people who are already on boards. They're engaging in certification because they want to be committed to that lifelong learning. But we also have people who are coming in new to the, to, to the profession who may be diverse candidates. Uh, you know, it's been typical in the past that to when, when a, a board is looking for a new board member, they're going out and they're looking for a CEO. They're going out and looking for an, a partner in an accounting firm. 
That's changing. Those two sources are obviously still great sources for directors. But as we think about diversifying the boardroom, you may not have as many women CEOs. You may not have as many people of color who are CEOs. So as we look to have our boardroom represent, represent our society at large, we're going now and looking at division heads or people with certain expertise around digital transformation. These may be folks who, unlike our GCs, um, unlike our CFOs and CEOs, may not be in the board and seeing how the board operates, what nuances are needed to understand how to be a great board member. And so we want to make sure that these folks who are coming in, this next generation of board members, are prepared on day one to sit down at their first board meeting and be a contributing member of the board. And so the timing is all, I think, just perfect in the sense that our culture of boards is changing at the same time that this certification is coming online to provide this framework for learning, this framework for ongoing learning, this framework for networking with other certified directors. And it's really exciting to see. Kimberly, it seems that one of the main goals here is to expand the pool of director candidates that we, in essence, have a seller's market in terms of qualified and experienced directors. And what NACD is trying to do is build the next level of directors and prepare them to go in to allow boards to have a broader access to uh, qualified individuals to serve on their board. And that that pool may be pretty shrunk at this point. No, I think I think you're right, Michael. Uh, of course, again, there are many, many highly qualified directors sitting on boards today. And certification is certainly for those folks as well. But as we look at expanding the pool to your point of others who may be coming into the boardroom uh, as that next generation of directors, certification is the perfect entree for them. In addition to that, Michael, one of the things that we have done is create what we call NACD Accelerate. And let me explain what that is. In order to join and be a member of NACD, you must be a board director of some variety. That that could be a nonprofit board, that could be a for-profit board, whether it be public or private. However, there are those folks, let's just take a a busy chief marketing officer or a busy division head. Uh, They may not be currently sitting on the board because they're working 70 hours a week and and they're doing their their job, but they're interested in board service and they may be the perfect next generation board member because they've got that executive level experience because they have those qualifications and understanding of P&L, et cetera, or maybe they're you know, a digital or cyber expert, as I mentioned. So we want those people to be able to engage in the certification process. And so we didn't want to create a situation where you have to be on a board in order to certify to really learn you know, the basics of, of being on a board. And so we created an ACD Accelerate, which is a pipeline for strong, diverse, and highly qualified professionals who are really tomorrow's directors. It's sort of a two-year program. You come in, certification is a part of it, but there's learning that comes along with that, networking opportunities, and it's sort of an immersion to allow you to move from where you are to where you want to go. And so that's been something that's helped us too in terms of making sure we are, we did have an avenue before that next generation of director to come in and You know, it's really exciting to see, Michael, and I know you, of course, see it in your practice. As boards think about this uh, diversifying, it is is, uh, certainly diversity of ethnicity. It's certainly diversity around gender, but it's also diversity around, do you represent, do we have the customer voice in the room? Do we have someone who's been there and done that around digital? Do we have someone who's maybe younger that might represent 
just a totally different generation. And so there's so many different pieces that boards are looking at now. It's very, very exciting to see. We actually have a board search practice as well. And, you know, our placements have been, I think, 83% diverse over the last number of years. And, and we continue to get a lot of requests for uh, more diverse board directors. And so, this NACD Accelerate is a perfect way for those folks to come in. Certification is likewise a great, great place for those to come in. And then for all of our members, certification, I think, is, is the future. If you, if you look at, uh, for example, Canada, there is a group much like NACD in Canada that has a certification. And most direct, sitting directors in Canada are certified. And well, I think really, we, it's interesting. Yes, and we see that really as the future here in this country, that over time, um, this, this NACD certification will be uh, the thing that every board director has behind their name. Well, and I want to get to that point a little later on. Uh, Kimberly, to what extent has the certification program been affected, uh, supported, enhanced, whatever, by the increased emphasis on overboarding and limits on uh, outside board service and limits on the number of other boards a director may have? Has that affected the interest in the certification program? Michael, I certainly recognize that there are those folks who are who are overboarded, and I what I what I certainly see. Uh, is that some of our really tremendous, diverse public company board members are asked to sit on so many boards. And now yeah. they they themselves will screen out how many they're comfortable being on and making sure they're not overboarded. But uh, it's sort of once you reach that level or you know you you're coming out of a public company with that perfect CFO background or whatever it might be, and you reach that pinnacle of your career as a director, then you're highly sought after. And that's great. Those people are wonderful and should be highly sought after. But what we want to do is make sure that we have a wealth of diverse candidates for boards, a wealth of, of, of just great candidates for boards, period. Uh, there are so many board opportunities in the, in the private company sphere that there's a, a really increased need around having really prepared directors to sit in some of those roles. And if you look at the fact that we've got 10 states in this country that have, that have, and of course, NASDAQ, I'm sure you guys have seen uh, rules coming out around having certain diversity on your boards, that by definition is going to force the need for some, uh, you know, additional supply, if you will, of really qualified board directors. So uh, not so much a, a complete reaction to um, overboarding, but more uh, just a reaction to kind of what the marketplace is. And frankly, we just think having a standard of excellence is smart. It creates trust from the investor community and the community community at large. If you If you look at some of Edelman's trust research that they do, Business is really probably the most trusted entity in this in this country. Seems uh, to be, yeah. We've had obviously some challenges um, around our political, uh, you know, uh, systems and certainly a, an erosion of trust in the media. So there's a big obligation sitting on the shoulders of, of companies in this country, and we want to do our part to make sure that they're 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 rising the level of of excellence. Did you get any pushback when you started the certification program? I have to tell you, Michael, we did not. We got nothing but just wonderful feedback. We went on a bit of a learning listening tour with what I'll call the governance ecosystem. Those people like investors, rating agencies, et cetera. And I think bar none, everybody said, this is wonderful. This is this is something we need. This is something I can't believe we don't have. And everybody, I think, to a person said, you know, what's great is that NACD is really that neutral third party that 
that that trusted third party that is just in the right position to do this. So we take that role very seriously, and it's uh, we're you know we're ever improving our our system. But I think I think we have a really good couple of year start here, and I think it's just going to continue to grow. Well, now let's get into the nuts and bolts, the the elements of the certification process. And I got to tell you, you spooked me a little bit with multiple choice. I still have shows from the bar exam and multiple choice, and that was 40 years ago. <laughs> Walk us through the uh, the process from start to finish, intake, uh, and through through when you get to hang the certificate on the wall or put it on your the screen uh, as your backdrop. Uh, how does it? You know, how does this all work? Absolutely. Um, well, it 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 works differently depending on where you're coming in. If you are an experienced uh, large private or public company director and and you meet certain criteria of how long you've been on a board for how many years, um, then you have a different pathway in because you you can leapfrog over some of the foundational education requirements and go straight to our certification examination. Um, and then once you would pass, and I'll get into a little bit more detail on that in a moment. Once you pass that examination, then you are in fact certified, your directorship certified, and then you begin that process of lifelong learning. So it is a recertification process every two years, which simply requires that you complete a certain number of credit hours of education. Those education credits can be gained through NACD programming or through our education network. Several of the largest universities, um, just mentioned a couple, Stanford, uh, Drexel, we are um, partnered with them. So if you were to go to a Stanford program, you will get recertification credit. Our goal is not for all that education to necessarily come from NACD, um, but to give people um, options across the board. And I would invite um, everybody who's interested in that education network to kind of uh, take a peek at that on our website. But if you are coming in from a uh, position where maybe you haven't been on a board or you've just been on a board, you're newly on a board, then you would start with the foundational education requirement. That is easy to get through. It's our virtual director professionalism, which is a 16-hour course done at your leisure over time um, that really tackles the fundamentals of board directorship. It's done in a series of modules uh, and hitting some of those those key components of the certification program I mentioned, like the standing committees, like uh, board oversight of, uh, you know, CEO selection, et cetera. Um, Once you've completed that that virtual director professionalism, then you're eligible to take the exam. The exam, if we weren't in COVID, could be done in person at any of the Pearson View testing centers across the country. It's also available virtually. And so you then take this examination. It is about a three-hour examination. And it is, again, designed to test on those, those fundamentals that are covered in that virtual director professionalism program. There is a study guide that we are, we have literally been asked many, many times just to sell the study guide because it is really, really good. Um, something you would sort of keep forever. It's like those Barbary books for those of us who are lawyers. No, please, you, 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 you have your audience on that one right there. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> we often do study groups, so a great way for folks to get together and kind of get to know each other and have a little fun on, on the on the journey. And so then you would come in and, and take that exam. 
once you've again passed that exam, you are directorship certified and you go into the recertification cadence of every couple of years with that recertification because it's it, it's much more than the examination. The examination is there to make sure that folks who go through, um, you know, have that sort of under their belt, they've got that those key areas under their belt and can move forward and can continue to learn. What we're doing now is creating different pathways. So once you've, pa- once you've passed the examination, become certified, move into that recertification process, we are creating pathways. If you want to go deep in certain areas, maybe you aren't coming out of a real financial background. You want to learn a little bit more about how to interpret financials. You might go down one pathway. You might want to know more about cyber. You'd go down another pathway, climate change, whatever it might be. We're starting to create those pathways for folks um, so that they can really dive into areas that are important to them once they're certified. Teacher, 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 please give me an example of what I'm a question I'm going to see on my test. <laughs> well, there are some sample questions. Again, certification.nacdonline.org, uh, where I think we'll send that URL out with, uh, with your materials. But, um, y- you know, again, created, these are created by directors. So let me tell you what that process looks like, because I want to give everybody a bit of confidence that um, they will... They, what, what they might face on the examination. So you would have probably 15 directors in a room and they are they're creating these questions and then they're arguing with each other about the correct answers. And um, I think it is uh, really interesting to watch that process, watch directors talk about what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. Sometimes a director might say, gosh, that's a great question, but that's a little too deep on tax law or you know something like that. So that question might be pulled out. Um, and they really kind of beat on each other's questions until they've they've come into something that I think everybody feels great about that would go on the examination. So again, there's sort of multiple choice and then there's more case study based, but there are samples um, available in our materials for folks as they as they as they study for the examination. Any essay portion? There, there is no essay portion. Oh, no. Um, and I and I will say, I mean, it is it is it is possible not to pass. You can take the test more than once. It's a lovely um, way. Now that way, that's just a lovely way of saying you can bomb the test. Uh, <laughs> I love that. It is possible for you not to pass. Okay. It is possible for you not to pass. It wouldn't be, I don't think, a you know, a really uh, robust test if that weren't the case. But uh, most people do pass, and uh, certainly if they take it a second time and, and have a better feel for it, I think most of the people coming in into this. Are you know they're really even the people who who might not pass on the first go. These are smart people, and there's nothing to be afraid of here. This is this is about um, you know getting those fundamentals down, getting through the process. We're here to you know help folks every step of the way. Our goal is certainly for everybody to have a great experience and to make the learning fun. I mean, it's it's uh, you know you have those people who are who just love to learn and 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 are excited to do kind of something new, but then you have those people who are like, yeah, I think I just need to do this because it's the right thing to do. Or maybe, hey, I'm a, you know, I'm a seasoned um, gov chair and I want to take this because I want to make sure that the people we're bringing on this board, um, you know, are going to go through it. As, I may ask them to go through it. So I want to go through it myself and see what, you know, what the process is like and participate in the process. Um, we have some boards. We, we have corporate board members who their whole board sits, uh, you know, their whole board is uh, a member of NACD. 
And they may say, yeah, and we've decided that any new member coming through is going to go through certification before they come on our board. Um, and so it's really exciting to see the, the uptake and the growth there. Uh, we've got about 1,500 people through the program at this point and a lot more, you know, in, 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 the, in the offing. So it's, it's really growing and it's exciting to see because you have people who will take the test and then, you know, tell their friends, hey guys, this is, this is something you'll want to do as well. So it's not about a test. It's about the whole experience and it's about making sure that you have that ongoing professional development, that you have that baseline knowledge, and then you can grow it from there with deeper dives into areas that are really of interest to you. You know, for all those of you who have seen uh, my cousin Vinny, you know there is always hope in taking an exam and passing it at some point. Um, <laughs> I have no I, doubt I, that people who are listening to this would just do just fine. It sounds like yeah. an amazing group of people out there. <laughs> Kimberly, one question that pops up in my mind, has someone thought to link the certification process with levels of director compensation or some kind of connection between the certification status and other aspects of board service, uh, compensation or immunity or things of that nature? Has there been much of a discussion in that within an ACD? Um, no, we haven't. I mean, our, our goal is to, um, it, you know, make sure that people who are going on to boards have that, that baseline of knowledge, as I've mentioned. Um, I think from there, it really is a more of a board decision in terms of, you know, what's the right compensation level. There's so many other elements to that, mm -hmm. um, you know, and we're not, uh, you know, as again, that neutral third party, we are, um, we are trying to enable boards and then they make that, they make the hard decisions. That, that's why they're, that's why they're who they are. And that's why they've got the the backgrounds that they do. They can make these smart decisions with, 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 you know, us behind them with the, what they need to know in order to make those decisions. Have you seen boards try to commit their entire membership or organizations try and get their entire board certified to avoid a, to enhance their educational efforts and to avoid like a, a, a two-tier level of uh, board education certification and engagement? We have seen uh, boards going through it as a group. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so that is I think, possible. I think, oh, yes, I think we'll see more of that as well. And, you know, we have other things where we see the whole board will come to our summit, our annual summit, for example, that's coming up here in October. Um, and because they want to all be able to talk about the issues together. And so I think we'll see more and more of that. Uh, as we go. Again, we're fairly early days here and, um, you know, launched in 2019. And then, of course, we had the pandemic. So we quickly moved virtual. Um, and so we're just seeing a big proliferation happening now as I think we sort of gain that momentum out of the gate. Uh, and I think we'll see more and more of that. Or we'll see a director, as I said, maybe an OMGov chair or a new director coming in who will say, gosh, this was amazing, you guys, we should do this. Um, and I think we'll see more and more of that because, um, I think directors, that's why that's why NACD does what it does. We bring directors together so they can be smart together and learn from each other. And I think we see that a lot with our um, with our programs, with our with our certification. Hey, this was great. You should check this out. Coming from a director means a lot, uh, a lot more from a director than it does from perhaps Kimberly Simpson. Well, Kimberly, before we go, and this has been a fascinating conversation. Put your, uh, you know, your kind of get your crystal ball out and, and, and think. Where do you see this process going? Project out in a couple of years. Uh, where is director certification likely to head in terms of the whole governance oversight process? I think the future is going to be, as, as I uh, said earlier, I think when we look at a country like Canada, and there are 
we're, we're a part of the GNDI, which is sort of the groups that are all across the, the globe um, that, that kind of do what we do. And our CEO just rolled off as the, the chair of that organization. Many of those groups uh, have their own certification or are interested in ours. But I, I think what we see is that eventually this will be just sort of a given. Um, that you're certified if you're a director in this country. Now, I don't want to opine on, you know, what the SEC might say over time or, you know, uh, uh, outside uh, folks outside of our walls, because, again, we're just about empowering boards. Um, but I do think that we see this as uh, really the future of board service. And then, you know, it, it's something that we've already gotten buy in, as I mentioned, from that education network and some amazing groups that are saying, yeah, this is this is now's the time. This is great. We want to be a part of it. Um, so I think it's going to be more widespread than it is today, tomorrow. And then I think, you know, the, the day after that and the day after that. Out of curiosity, before we let you go, have you heard from regulatory agencies at the state or federal level in terms of their interest in what you're trying to do? Well, what we've heard is, again, simply, you know, thumbs up. Great. But right. I, I don't think I don't think they are in a position or we're in a position to request that anybody, you know, require this. I think as you know, we believe that, again, what's such a privilege for me as somebody who gets to work with board directors and executives. And I'm sure is a lot of the people that you work with, Michael, that are on that are listening here today. Um, these are really smart, top of the heap kind of people, and they make smart decisions. And we believe in boards. We believe in directors. We believe they're doing the right thing. And we just want to help them do that better. Um, so our goal isn't, isn't uh, you know, to, to have this be regulated. Our goal is to, is to offer this um, for directors to come in and, and from a voluntary perspective and participate um, and then make great decisions for their for their companies, for their healthcare organizations, because especially for healthcare, you know, at the end of the day, this is about the patient. Um, you know, this is about the, the shareholder for other companies. And we want boards to be that trusted, those trusted uh, oversight bodies that are that are helping us grow our economy, do better work for our patients. To us, it's really exciting. That's what gets us up in the morning is excellence. That's what we're looking for. Well, my takeaway, Kimberly, tell me if this is fair. If I'm a director listening to this presentation, I'm thinking to myself, the profession concept. And I'm, it might be the first time I've heard that. And I'm thinking to myself, this is serious business. Yes. Maybe a little bit more serious than I thought. Is that a fair observation? That's an incredibly fair observation. And, and I, I think we always say for people who are thinking about getting on to boards, if you're doing it because you think it'd be like a fun thing to do in retirement, <laughs> that, that might not quite be the right perspective to go in with. The perspective might be better. How can I serve? How can I elevate? How can I um, contribute in this profound way at a level that really is meaningful? And those are the people that we see. Those are the people who, who I think if you were to ask them, they'd say it's a profession. And, it, and because it's a profession, I need to keep learning. I need to keep growing. I need to uh, be able to see around corners because that's my job. Uh, I believe I talked to a director uh, for a blog that I, I, I did right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I believe it was with Jan Babiak, who uh, is on our Nashville advisory uh, board and is on a number of public companies. And she said, you know, my job is not to jump into the into the pond and wrestle the alligators. That's management's job. But I'm going to stand on the side and point out where the alligators are. 
and which I thought was just a really great analogy for what board directors are doing. They're trying to see around corners and help help lift up the company in terms of strategy, in terms of long-term value creation. And, and indeed, it is a profession. And perhaps to satisfy the requirements of that profession, certification may be an appropriate choice. Kimberly Simpson, thank you very much for sharing. This is a fascinating topic, and I agree with you. I think it'll be interesting to see where this goes over the next five years. And and I would encourage our listeners who are interested in the certification process to look at the materials that came with the podcast today. And and we'll include Kimberly's home cell phone number so you can call her (laughs) directly. Just kidding. Kimberly, thank you so very much. You've really stimulated a lot of conversation, I'm sure, in boardrooms about approaching the certification process and how that might work out best for many of our client boards. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be with you, Michael. Thank you. Now, that was an interesting conversation. Kimberly Simpson has shared some very fascinating thoughts on the importance of director engagement in today's boardroom and on the role that director certification can play in confirming an individual director's commitment to the informed exercise of his or her fiduciary duties. Kimberly has also given us a fascinating snapshot of how NACD approaches the director certification process. You know, it's been a few years since I've taken a test that was meaningful. Other than uh, the site test for my driver's license renewal, it was about 42 years ago with the Illinois bar exam. And that's not something I'm really excited about uh, uh, revisiting. But I am inclined to uh, look more closely into this concept of director certification and what it means. And I found Kimberly's description of what NEC does in this regard to be fascinating. I also like the fact fact that she says it's tough to fail this test. So sign me up. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Governing Health. Be sure to subscribe to the full complimentary podcast series. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. For even more podcasts on healthcare and law and business from McDermott, subscribe to the McDermott Health Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Like, subscribe, and leave us a review so that we can continue bringing you the insider insights on business and legal developments that impact the business of healthcare. There you'll be able to stay up to date with all our future episodes and to re-listen to the old ones. Until then, I'm your host, Michael Peregrine, saying thanks so much for listening. This material is for general information purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice or any other advice on any specific facts or circumstances. No one should act or refrain from acting based upon any information herein without seeking professional legal advice. McDermott, Will & Emery makes no warranties, representations, or claims of any kind concerning the content herein. McDermott and the contributing presenters or authors expressly disclaim all liability to any person in respect of consequences of anything done or not done in reliance upon the use of contents included herein. Copyright 2021, McDermott, Will & Emery. All rights reserved. Any use of these materials, including reproduction, modification, distribution, or republication without the prior written consent of McDermott is strictly prohibited. This may be considered attorney advertising. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome.